Well, if you're visiting with us today, we want to welcome you, and hopefully you can come up and uh, touch base with me after the service. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, if you tend here regularly, though, I want to share something with you. You know, it's kind of a pet peeve with me. This one's not too bad, but, <clears throat> you know, Lord willing, one day when we get our church building, we'll have a marquee. And one of the things I want to do is I have shared with you, you know, if you drive by churches, you see, you know, different things, you know, that they have these sayings on the front of the church. And I say, you know, I, I kind of yell if you're in my truck with me, but uh, <clears throat> that nothing is more powerful than the word of God. So if people take that same route, you know, they're going to see whatever it is, seven days or even 14 times or maybe less when they drive by there <clears throat> on the way to work, whatever church it is, put a, a script verse on there. It's so frustrating me. So I saw this this week. I thought you might like this. And it said, I thought, <laughs> 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 so I actually talked it into my phone and typed or wrote it down. Here it is. This is on the front of a marquee church, right here where we are. I don't have anything against the church or anything, but this is what it said. We aren't Dairy Queen, but we have great Sundays. Are you awake today? Did you get that? Huh? Did you get that? Whew, okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. You know... Again, nothing, you know how we look to God's word, nothing is going to impact your life more on a daily basis than a few minutes in this power that's in God's word that if you're willing, see, as you see that, if we see that, and I'm not saying anything about the church or anything that it was on the front there, but if, if we really believe how powerful God's word is, why is it on the front? That's what should be on there. Because whatever you face and I face, I so believe this. If you're willing to have your devotional life a few minutes every day, God knows you so well, he's going to give you exactly the verse that you need for tonight or tomorrow, whatever it might be. We want to look at God's word today in uh, Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to look at verses 8 and 9 in just a minute. So Matthew 16 and uh, verses 8 and 9. If you weren't here last week, just so thankful for, uh, you know, with my, both my daughters having a, uh, another grandchild. So it's, I was telling somebody when I say I got five grandkids, I, I, I just like, I'm not, somebody else is up here talking. It's not me. It's like, what happened? But, uh, you know, I'm so grateful that she's healthy and we finally got a, a got, finally got a granddaughter. So uh, anyway, shared that last week. And so if you weren't here, just wanted to, just so, so grateful. And uh, let's open up in prayer. Father, we are so thankful <clears throat> that we can just take a deep breath from whatever's going on in our life, whatever we're facing, whatever the news that we heard this week, that I know, which we talk about every Sunday, that you have already blessed those being willing in a busy, busy society with a busy life, being able to say, hey, I'm going to take the time out to start my week out this first day to worship you. 
So, Lord, we worship you today as we did in song and now through your word. Lord, we give you all the glory. Lord, use me, forgive me in anything, Lord, so I could be a clean vessel today. We present your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, it's so easy to forget, isn't it? And, and if there's one thing that, that I, I want us to know today is not to forget. And, you know, the thing that I get when we talk to so many people, or you do, do you get the sense that, that you know, everything is going so fast? Everything's fast. Everything's speeding up. And you hear that from other people. And we tend to forget more when we get on that spinning and on that whatever it might be to where you're so busy, you get frustrated because you start to forget more. Never forget, never forget, but when I was in years and years ago pastoring in Florida, our kids were young and as you either had them or your kids did, you know, had those retainers, you know, you had to have them in your mouth, you know, and you know, uh, the kids would just forget them just everywhere, you know, or going back to somebody's house or they left it at home, you know. They're always forgetting. And so one time we went to Burger King to eat. And, you know, they have those trays, you know. So we ate, you know, we're in a hurry wherever we were going. Da, da, da. And uh, we get home and I was one of the girls. I forget which one at the time. So uh, did you have your retainer? I don't know. I don't know what happened to it. And we traced it back that the last time that we remember it was at Burger King. So I, to this day, cannot stand to go past Burger King because myself and my brother-in-law went through five huge bags, of, got them out of the dumpster, five huge bags. And you know what? About an hour into this, we found her retainer. And I'm like, oh, to this day, I can't hardly go buy Burger King and think about that. And I'm going back 20 years. <laughs> we get too busy. All of us are too busy. And when we get too busy, we forget. And the thing that we forget to do more than anything else is to remember, and this is what's so important of you being here today, that you're here, if you ever think about that, you're here, we are here this day, this first day of the week, because the power that you have to live by is Jesus Christ's resurrection power. And you're here today to worship on this first day of the week. I so believe that the Lord, you don't know it yet, but God has already blessed you because you decided to start your week out by not forgetting who Jesus is in your life, who he is in my life. You choose or you chose to put him first. Because of that, anything that you're thinking about, you can now click it into this spiritual <clears throat> look that you have into life. Because when we get so busy, whatever it is that you're facing, we always try and fix it ourselves. What does God's word say about not forgetting? You know, I, I was interesting, you know, we, every year goes by that, you know, especially this time of year, uh, when we celebrate our freedom and, you know, a lot of times 9-11 is brought up and how that... Uh, 
if you saw that they were before Congress again and, and continuing funding for all those uh, first responders that got, have gotten cancer from going down to the trade centers and digging through all the rubble to see if there were any survivors and all that was going through that. And one of the commenters said, I thought that was so important, <clears throat> that, it's, that so many years have gone by that couple, two of the representatives, whoever they were in New York, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it was New York, uh, forgot to show up for one of the events. Now, would they have done that a year after 9-11? No, they'd have been there. Two years? Oh, they'd have been there. See, what happens is we get to the place, to matter how tragic something might be, Oh, if it doesn't affect us directly, we, we forget it. God wants to remind us today in his word the freedom that we have in him. I'm so concerned, and I'll close with that today, about where we are in society. How in the world, in our society, can the flag hurt someone? What are we living in? You saw all that in the news. I don't need to go over it this week with the Betty uh, Ross flag and the Nike shoe. And, you know, you know what the Bible says? It's interesting uh, that in the last days, many will become offended. Everybody's offended today, aren't they? Everybody's offended about something. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm just, I'm not even preaching my message yet. All right. <clears throat> go, let's look. <clears throat> Gee, I got off there. All right. <laughs> Matthew, chapter, Matthew chapter 16, verses 8 and 9. Now, I want to give you the background. Jesus is always battling the Pharisees. Not really battling those that aren't religious of the day. The Pharisees especially, Sadducees, but really the Pharisees, the really strong religious leaders of the day. And he wants his disciples to be so aware of the emptiness that there is in religion. And he's always warning them to be aware of what the Sadducees are saying because even just a little bit will taint their life. So what we want to remember today, what God wants to tell us today in, in Matthew chapter 16 and verses 8 and 9, Jesus is speaking to them. And if you remember, if you, you did grow up in Sunday school about the, the five loaves and the two fish and the thousands of people Jesus fed the miracle, well, there's really two other, two really examples of that in the Bible. He did it twice. And a lot of times people get it mixed up thinking it's the same story, but it was actually two different times. They're in a hurry, and the disciples forget to bring bread. And wherever they're going, and they finally realize that, we didn't bring any, anything to eat. Jesus starts to rebuke them, the reason that he does, and he says, if you've forgotten this miracle and that miracle and you're concerned about it, here's what I'm concerned about. And he turns the tables on them and says, you're concerned about what you're putting in your body and you've seen me take care of that. What I'm concerned about is the spiritual. What God is concerned about today is the spiritual in our life. Because if you and I are clicking and staying in this and we don't forget what this says, whatever you faced this week, last week, whatever you're going to face, 
God is going to give you the strength, the foundation to stand on. Verses 8 and 9, this is what Jesus says. But Jesus, being aware of it, said to them, Oh, you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you haven't brought any bread? Do you not yet understand? Remember the five loaves, the 5,000, and how many baskets that you had left over or that we took up? Nor the seven loaves or the 4,000, and how many large baskets you took up then? Now, let me just read this. It's not on the screen. How is it that you do not understand? I did not speak to you concerning bread, but to you to be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Do you know what our religion is in many ways of the day? The doctrine that can come in to us and, and twist our thinking. It's everything that we hear on the news and Facebook and all these other things that come into you. All the things that you hear today. If we're not careful, it warps our thinking. It makes us doubt God. Or we look at something different because we haven't taken the time to say, what is, what is God saying here? What he wants you and I to know today is what is it that you're facing that the influence of the world is having if we're not careful that's going to influence your decision. God's saying, listen, we get off track. You're concerned about this. I'm concerned about what your process is to how you're going to make a decision this week. How are you going to make a decision this week on what it is that is something that is affecting your life? Well, we have a way. If we get old enough, what do we do? We try and figure it out ourselves. We write it down. We're going to do all this. We're going to change this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. God's saying, it's right here. It's right here. He's saying, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. So what am I getting at today that I want you to grasp? As long as you and I, where were they? As long as you and I, where they are, they were in the presence of Jesus. As long as you and I are always in the presence of Jesus, he's got it handled. When you're close enough with him, whatever battle it is you're facing, he's going to fight it for you. He's going to fight it for me. See, when we get away and we kind of are not in the word like we should and we're trying to figure it out ourselves, well, we're not right there. By us being right there means that they were right there with Jesus. When you are right there with Jesus, he's saying, I got it handled. Know that you are right here today with Jesus. He's speaking to you right now to let you know whatever it is you're facing, you chose to be here today. He's honoring you with that. And whatever it is you're facing, he's got it handled. He's reminding you right now. The blessing of you being here is to know that Jesus has got it handled. Let's look at the other verse. What does he want us to do? What does he want us not to forget? If he doesn't want us to forget that he's always there with us, that he also wants us to remember something very important that we don't do very much in our society. It's a powerful verse that's quoted. It's not found in any other place in the Bible in Acts chapter 20 in verse 35. One of the disciples is speaking and talking, and this is quoted. In Acts chapter 
20 and verse 35. I've shown you in every way by laboring like this, that you must support the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said. Let me say that again. And remember, don't forget, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Do you know that you will receive a blessing by how whatever you do this week by giving. I, I don't want you to forget that. Whatever it is, whatever it is, let me say it again. After, and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Someone has their phone on. Do you hear that? I can't stand it because I can't concentrate. I think it's back in this room. That's why, oh, jeez. I'm really off track today. All right. Listen. What does the Lord want? Do you, do you, know, do you, do you know what has happened today that we've become so callous? Oh, you know, the guy at the corner where you pull your truck up or your car, you know, and they just want to die. Nah, I don't really do that because they're just going to waste it on whatever drugs, whatever it might be, alcohol, cigarettes, whatever it might be. Look at that guy, you know. He, you know, I'm not going to give him anything. He's got enough money to afford a pack of cigarettes. He doesn't need the money I'm going to give him. That's what we do. What I'm here to tell you today is that the way that people see Jesus in your life I don't want you to forget this. It's how you give. Where you work, where you live, who you contact. It's amazing to me how many times that you can be in a restaurant with a waitress and you give them more than what's expected. And you see the change? Does it take that much to do that? A cup of cold water in the name of Jesus can change somebody's life. And as I shared last Sunday that in Los Angeles County alone, there are 60,000 homeless people. I was talking about that last week. And, and what do we automatically think? Everything that I heard when they were talking about the studying there, everybody's so... Uh, uh, astounded by this figure and they can't believe it grew by 10% last year and what are they going to do? And everybody's looking to the government to say, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I'm saying to myself that the average church in America only gives 3% and I'm so thankful that you give so much more than that. Only 3% of their budget back out. We're so concerned about all these other things that where's the church? Where's the compassion of what a testimony we can be that when we get involved and we make a difference, just like all of you do in all the missions that we support here locally. But isn't it unbelievable, the mindset that we have? What's the government going to do about that? Man, something's got to change. Wait a minute. What an impact we can have to everybody in society. Just you, just me, just one person. I'm not saying you get out there and help everybody. I'm saying who, whatever that person the Lord puts in your life this week. Don't forget.
it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. It's more blessed. What God is telling you today and me, you know why so many people are so just unhappy? They're not givers. Do you know the guy that created, uh, if your kids play this game, or the square cows and all that stuff, what's it called, Minecraft, you know, you know the game? Boy, you guys are getting old. <laughs> you know the game, Minecraft? Yes. All right, all right. Well, a company bought that off a guy who just started that company. He just was, uh, lived over in Europe somewhere, and he just started this little game, and you know, and one thing led to another, led to another, and you build things through this and everything. And um, they bought it off of him, I think, for it was either two, two or three billion dollars a game. So they interview him a year later. He's worth two something billion dollars. And you know how he talked about? He talked about how miserable that he was. He's got all this money, but all his other friends have to go to work. Why does he give him some money? But here's my point. My point is, and they, 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 they were interviewing, and he, they even said something about giving some money. He says, I don't, I don't want to do that. Well, no wonder he's unhappy. You and I are wired to give. You know that, 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 that innate, I don't want to say feature, but it's built into a mom that she's just wired to give. It's just in her that she just constantly with those kids, is, you know, it's just there and she doesn't get much, no pattern of background. It's just there to give. It's just something you can't explain. It should be the same as you and I as believers. Why? Because we're, we're headed towards a time that we don't know what's going to happen in the next few years. And the light in society is you and me. It's how we give. It's how we live. It's how we relate to people that we take the time. You know, I said this a year ago. Maybe, maybe it was longer than that. Uh, a guy had been given two tickets to go to uh, the, the Grammy Awards. You can't really get those tickets. You can't get them. And he thought, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. He goes, hey, all these other people couldn't go with him this year. So he decided this is what he was going to do. He was going to dress up like a homeless person, and he was going to sit down in Los Angeles, he flew in from Denver. I think he was pretty wealthy. He got all this stuff to look like a homeless person. And he sat down there and he had a sign made up. And on this sign, it said, didn't ask for money. Just said, on it, it said, hey, would you take just a few minutes to sit down and talk with me? That's what the sign said. Now, what this guy decided, whoever was going to do that, he was going to reveal to them after the conversation who he was, what he did, and he was going to take them to the Grammys that night. So he sits there, 
And he's there, and a half an hour goes by, and it's a pretty busy sidewalk, and there's, there's the cameras on this. He's got his camera guy videoing this, okay? People, people are actually like, they're, they're like actually stepping like over this guy. And, and they're walking by, and going, <clears throat> you see the car, an hour goes by, two hours goes by, three hours goes by. Now it's getting time closer to when, you know, he's got to go back to the hotel to change to go to the award show. Camera stops. The next thing you see is he opening the door to his hotel room uh, and he's talking about, and the Grammys are over and he throws his keys down on uh, the shelf in the hotel room. And he begins to talk. He says, man, he says, what, 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 what are we living in today? What kind of society? He says, he said, I went to the Grammys by myself. Not one person in three hours with a sign said, would you take the time to just talk with me? Not one person stopped. Not one. What am I trying to get at you today? I, I'm trying to get at you today is that don't forget that everybody that you're around today, so many people are hurting. And God wants you to see them. And it's wired in you as a believer. It's just there to give, to give, and to give. To give the good news. To be able to share with them that you, you can give them hope. See, because we live in a society today with all those homeless people that I named or that guy that I just shared with that What are we living in? The Bible says before the Lord comes back that love will grow cold. You and I have been blessed. We have a heavenly father. We have hope. We know the way. So many people are searching. And you and I have the responsibility to give the love that's been given to us. See, the Lord was awful patient with me. And uh, I'm sure he's been that way with you. Why aren't we that way with other people? Don't judge them. Don't look at them any different. Give the love of Jesus away. It's more blessed to give. You'll be blessed than it is to receive. Let's look at one more verse and we'll be done today. And don't forget, <clears throat> as we continue, don't forget in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, the Lord tells us not to forget something very, very important. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, but, beloved, do not forget this one thing. That's what the Lord's saying to us today. He brought you here to remind you and to remind me that we're rapidly going through this world. And as we see everything that's swirling around us, 
in all the things that we see, we are going so fast towards the end times. God's word says, as we go so fast towards those end times to wake, be awake, see what's happening. Know that people are hurting. Know that you have the answer. Know that whatever it is that you're facing, that Jesus is there. When you are in his presence, he's got the answer already. Just be there with him. But beloved, do not forget this one thing that the Lord, with the Lord, one day as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. What's the Lord want us to remember today? A thousand years, and a thousand years, and a thousand, a thousand years from now, we will still be thinking about who. Jesus said, a thousand years is like a day in eternity. And a day is like a thousand years. Why does the Lord want us to remember that? It's because our life is like a vapor. And he wants us to make an impact in the way Jesus has given us hope to give other people hope. The Lord is not slack. Concerning his promise is some count slackness, but is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, the Lord's coming back, and um, Are we living in such a way that we, do we really, really believe that? Yeah, did you see this week? You know, there was an earthquake. You probably all saw it in California, and then a day later, there was another one. The Bible says, God's word says that there'll be earthquakes in different places. The Bible says that all the different things that I quoted to you today, don't forget. Don't forget. What I'm trying to share with you today is that you have the answer. And eternity is forever. We know you can be standing on this foundation because what I'm telling you today is the devil is going to come at you so hard. And when he does, you have the answer because you're with Jesus. And there's nothing that the devil can do to destroy you or destroy your family or destroy your home because you're in the presence of Jesus. Don't forget that. Because as we see the time that we're living in, the things that I was going to share with you today, I can't share with you what I read this week about the wickedness that we're living in because it's such a shock value of what people are doing today in our society. Mom or dad, if you have a teenage daughter, you better be aware of a magazine called Teen Vogue because the latest magazine is all about how you can hide your abortion from your parents. And the rest of the article is so vile about teaching them of all types of different things that they can do 
with other kids. I can't even share with you. This is what we're living in. But I close with this. I close with this today is to know and never forget that you have hope. You are the light. You are the love. I am that light. I am that love. And no matter what the devil throws at you or your family, he comes right here and he's going to hit you hard right here in your thought process. Where's the Lord? Why does he let that happen? Why is this going on so long? I can't figure it out. And all these different things he's going to throw at you. And I'm here to tell you today is Jesus said, why are you, as he did to decide, what are, you, what are you concerned about that? I'm here to let you know today. Jesus says, be aware of the spiritual. I'm right here. I got it. I got it all handled. Just let me do it for you. And when he does it for you, he'll take whatever that you've been through. And as his word says, always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. See, why did I speak the way I did today? Because a thousand years is like a day, and a day is a thousand years. And no one else is going to hear about the spiritual. When was the last time that you heard the word sin or heaven or hell or anything like that in anywhere in society? What I'm here to tell you today is you have hope. You have the answer. And so many people are hurting. And all we have to do is love them the way Jesus has loved us. It's amazing. It's amazing what Jesus will do with you and your life and the fulfillment that you'll have. And it's not about gaining $2 billion. And I'm not here to say there's nothing wrong with money. I'm just saying I gave you that example today to show you there's not fulfillment there. Fulfillment comes in knowing who Jesus is. And when he's Lord of your life, Man, he, he gives you such fulfillment that you know what's happening and you know whatever problem that you're facing. He's got it already handled. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Knowing that Jesus Christ wins any battle, that I can go to bed tonight and rejoice because whatever I face, may I never forget, and that's why he brought you here today, not to forget that he's already fought that battle. And whatever you face, whatever you're going through, he brought you here today to know that Jesus is the answer for whatever you face. Don't forget that. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give you an abundant life. He wants you to have joy today. Let's pray. You know, as our heads are bowed today, I want to ask you a question. That, that joy, where's, where's that meter in your life? How much joy, how much joy do you have? What, what is, what, have you forgotten the joy of the Lord is my strength? Have, have you, 
Have you gotten a place to where you've gotten off track a little bit? And, and like the disciples, that they were looking all around for the food, and Jesus said, have you not seen what I can do for you? I'm here for you. Jesus brought you here today to let you know that he is here for you. And your deepest thoughts and whatever you might be fearful of, he says, will you let me fight those battles? Let him do it today. The good Lord has brought you here today to fight whatever it is. So I ask you when we close in prayer right now, before we go into invitation, right now, will you give it to him? Whatever it is that, that you're facing, whatever it is that you're going through, you say, Lord, I... I'm going to give you this today and, and I know that I've tried to fix this myself but you, you you're the one where you're the great physician and you can heal my heart and you can give me that peace and joy that I'm searching for if you're here today and just as we had a young lady accept Jesus as her Savior last week, if you're here today, we give what's called an invitation. It doesn't matter your background, doesn't matter your religion, doesn't matter where you're coming from. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He wants to give you hope today. And all you have to do is believe that God gave his son on the cross of Calvary and shed his perfect blood for you. And say, Jesus, forgive me, a sinner. And I ask you into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. And help me to live by your resurrection power from this day forward. It's a gift. So if you're here today and you'd like to know Jesus is your Savior, will you come today as we give this invitation song? Father, we ask you today as we <clears throat> stand and Ren leads us today, this morning, Lord. And uh, Lord, if there's someone here that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they come forward and accept you today. In Jesus' name, amen.